All right, how's everybody doing? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, election writer. It is Sunday, April 21st, 2019, and we are live, running a little late tonight for the African History Network show. Uh, we know it's a holiday uh, weekend, it's Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day Sunday as well. Um, so normally I'm on 9, 10 a.m. the Superstation uh, every Sunday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But uh, since it's a holiday weekend, the station is closed. So they're re-airing old episodes of the show. But there's so much going on. Um, I'm coming on to be on live with you all tonight, okay? So how's everybody doing? And I wanted to come on at uh, 9.30 p.m., but running a little behind schedule. It's been a busy weekend, and uh, I was tired and overslept some. I'm trying to pull together the content. But we are here. Okay, so how's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. Uh, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. And uh, tonight, you know, so uh, we're going to deal some, we're going to deal with a, a few different topics here. Uh, we'll talk some about the Mueller report. So the Mueller report came out this past Thursday. Uh, what was that? The uh, 18th. And it was the day before Good Friday. That was strategic. They're trying to bury the Mueller report. It is uh, very damaging to Donald Trump. He knows it, even though he hasn't read it, more and more is coming out and he knows it's damaging to him. On the Sunday shows today, Kellyanne Conway and, and Rudy Giuliani is just out there lying, trying to spin this. And um, what, you know, what happens when Trump really, really finds out all the damaging information that's in this report? Okay, I mean that's going to that's that's going to be something. So we're going to talk about uh, a few things from the Mueller report. I'm still going through it. It's 448 pages. Haven't been able to read through all of it. I've read a number of articles dealing with it. You saw me. You saw that I posted a lot of articles dealing with this as well. So uh, we'll talk some about that tonight, and we'll deal with seven key things uh, to know about the Mueller report, seven key findings from the Mueller report. And uh, also uh, Mueller laid out uh, about 10 or 11 instances of obstruction of justice as well. So we'll talk uh, some about that also, okay? All right, so that's one of the things we'll deal with. Then also uh, on last Sunday show, I didn't get a chance to talk more about how American schools can't figure out how to teach children the history of slavery, okay, with recent instances of mock slave auctions and a monopoly-like role-playing game. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, tonight. I, I did an hour and a half broadcast a couple of weeks ago dealing with this, but we'll talk a little bit about that. Because also, you know, this ties into the conversation of reparations. I've talked numerous times about how Americans are woefully ignorant. Americans are woefully ignorant about the uh, history of slavery. Americans are woefully ignorant about history, period, but especially the history of slavery, okay? 
And if we're ever going to get any type of reparations for the majority of African-Americans or even the minority, if we're ever going to get any type of uh, reparations, America needs a massive history lesson, okay? And uh, reports like uh, the mock slave auctions that, that, that you hear about at schools and uh, uh, reenactments of slavery, things like this, this is an example of this, okay? So that as well. Uh, and then also, you know, there was, I, I did a, a two and a half hour broadcast dealing with the Ancestry.com ad uh, that seemed to portray a slavery era romance between an African-American woman and a white man, okay? So there's been a lot of backlash uh, that Ancestry.com has received from that. And rightfully so, it was in poor taste, okay? I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe they didn't mean anything negatively by it, but it's still dumb, okay? So go watch that broadcast. I went deep into it. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, tonight as well, but I have a number of different topics to deal with, try to get through. Uh, so you have to watch the broadcast that I do when I go deep into these topics and can just deal with uh, one topic, all right? Okay. And then also we'll talk some about, um, let's see, what else? Uh, so today, uh, April 21st, this is the third year anniversary of the death of the Purple One, Prince Rogers Nelson, okay? He died on this day three years ago in 2016. So we'll talk a little bit about Prince Rogers Nelson. I was a huge Prince fan. Those that like know me, like really know I was a huge Prince fan. And, you know, I was just, blown away, I was devastated by his death. Like, like I was when Whitney Houston uh, passed away. Now when Prince passed away, I don't think I shed it. Maybe I shed a couple of tears. I think I did, yeah, I did. Uh, but you know, when Whitney Houston died in 2011, I think it's 2011, Whitney Houston died. Yeah, I shed some tears for Whitney Houston also. Cause I remember I was at work. I was working for a Netflix call center. And I found out Whitney Houston passed away, you know, so that just devastated me. But we'll talk a little bit about uh, Prince Rogers Nelson uh, also tonight as well. Now, there's uh, a lot of talk about reparations. And a lot of people, there's no real consensus on what reparations is, number one, okay, how, how the compensation should take place. But back in 1891, um, there was an inc incident where 11 Italian-Americans were lynched, okay? And the U.S. government paid reparations to the families of these 11 Italian-Americans that were lynched here in this country. This took place in 1891. We'll talk some about that historic case. Uh, you know, there was there was some topics that I had lay, laid out to talk about last week on the uh, April 14th show. 2019, but didn't have enough time to get to the topics. You know, we had a number of callers calling in, things like that. So um, some of those topics I'm going to get to tonight, okay? Because when I do my show on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, I only have two hours. That's it. Okay, I only have two hours. Here, <laughs> I can do what I want to do, okay? <laughs> so we'll do that, all right? We have two new advertisers also. We have the theprofitroom.com uh, and Dark Magenta, uh, doc, darkmagentas.com. Uh, so we'll talk some, you'll hear uh, their ads as well on our podcast, and they're the sponsors of tonight's show. If you want to advertise with the African History Network um, and the African History Network show, 
Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, African-American business owners. Post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Now, you saw some of my broadcasts. I said, hey, if you want to advertise with us, contact us. A lot of people contacted us, okay? I had six advertising spots. We don't have unlimited inventory. People listen to me. I had six advertising spots. I had six spots available for advertisers. Now I have four spots available for advertisers. When we put the when we put the spots into the audio podcast, I don't have unlimited app inventory to sell. So you got to act fast. If you don't have your commercial ready, that's fine. Go ahead and secure your spot. You email us uh, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. We'll let you know how to do that. You can send a commercial in a few days or a week or what have you. Secure the advertising spot, okay? All right, so, because <laughs> I'm trying to explain it to people, we had six spots for advertisers, now we have four, because Dark Magentus just sent us their script, so now we only have four spots, all right? So we'll talk about those topics, and then also, um, there was one other one, Congress had held hearings week before last. We talked about this a little bit last Sunday at the end, but I didn't get a chance to dig into this like I wanted to. Congress held hearings week before last on the rise of hate crimes and white nationalism in the Trump era. And little Candace Owens showed, made a damn fool out of herself, okay? And she, um, she lied five times to Congress um, while testifying about white nationalism. We'll talk some about that. We have a good clip to share with you also from Politics Nation as well. News1.com is a really good article documenting how she lied to Congress, lied about history. And see, when people don't understand history, it's easy to lie to people about history. And this is what happened, okay? All right, so those are topics we'll talk about. We'll get to some of your comments as well. We don't have a call-in number tonight. I didn't set up blog talk radio because I was running into some technical difficulties trying to get on and I ain't had time to deal with blog talk, but we have your comments here, okay? So Joe said, wake up, dude. Okay, yeah, I'm awake. Tiffany, your shirts are fire. Thank you. All right. <laughs> People like this shirt. All right. And uh, again, you are dressed to impress. The shirt is banging. Anthony Glover said, John, okay, shared uh, WBIA.org. How you doing, John? Felicia, great job. Do you know anything about homo capensis? Uh, Not sure. Send me some information. All right. How you doing, Rod, in Benton Harbor, Benton Harbor, Michigan, Michael Johnson's on also, Tiffany. All right, everybody, share this broadcast on your Facebook page, invite your friends to tune in. All right, we're about to start. Hey, now on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right knowledge corrects wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself, what you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man's thoughts, you can control the circumference of his actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here on the show. We deal with current events and history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word KEMET, K-E-M-E-T, to 22828. 
to sign up for our email newsletter. Also, you can go to our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, africanhistorynetwork.com, sign up for the email newsletter there as well. Follow us on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. It's growing. We're at 48,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. It's growing day by day. I've uploaded, uh, uploaded two videos yesterday. Follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network. Click on the notifications so you know when we go live also, all right? Uh, African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Our current promotion, okay, because uh, like I said, we got four spots for advertisers left. Get three months for the price of one. Get three months for the price of one, okay? Email us, we'll get you set up, okay? E email us now. We'll get you set up after the show's over with, all right? Okay, so let's go. All right, and uh, I need to get uh, Kenya K. Stevens back on from the Juju Mama Love Academy. We talk about love and sex sometimes, and it's been a while. It's been a long time since we talked about love and sex. I need to get Kenya K. Stevens back on from the Juju Mama Love Academy. All right, um, let's see here. All right, and then I got trolls in different area codes. So uh, if, if the trolls are on here, <laughs> I got some. <laughs> you picked the wrong person to deal with. I've got something for your asses. All right, I don't play those type of games, okay? <laughs> All right, so uh, the Mueller report dropped on uh, Thursday. Now, this was after Attorney General, handpicked Attorney General by Donald Trump, William Barr, who also issued uh, six, um, he issued six uh, pardons in the uh, Iran-Contra scandal, by the way, as well. He is the, uh, handpicked attorney general by Donald Trump. He auditioned for his job as attorney general by submitting an 18-page unsolicited uh, letter or, or uh, essay detailing how the president could not commit obstruction of justice. And it just so happened of all the people that Trump could pick for attorney general, he picked attorney, he picked William Barr to be his attorney general, who was previously the attorney general as well. Okay. So William Barr released a redacted um, 448-page version of the Mueller report. Okay. Prior to releasing it, because it was released, I think somewhere around noon or something like that. Prior to releasing that, he had a 9:30 a.m. Uh, press conference to give his spin of the Mueller report. And he just basically stood there and lied and talked about how it found no collusion, even though on page two of the report, Mueller was very specific and said that the report did not investigate collusion, okay? It investigated criminal conspiracy, not collusion. So how do you claim that it did not find something that it did not investigate. That's like you going to the doctor and the doctor telling you, good news, you don't have cancer. Well, I came here, you, 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 you were uh, uh, testing me for heart disease, not cancer. I know I don't have cancer, right? So he proclaimed something that the report on page two stated it did not even investigate. Also, we know collusion is not a legal term. So why is a lawyer like Attorney General William Barr using the term collusion. Who kept using the term collusion over and over and over and over again? Who kept saying no collusion, no collusion? Who was that? 
So why is Attorney General William Barr parroting the language of Trump and proclaiming that the report does not find something that the report specifically stated it did not investigate? I wonder why. So the next day on Friday, so keep in mind, see, see, this is the strategy that was employed, okay? We'll go to some of your comments here in just a minute. This is the strategy that was employed. They wanted to bury the report. They knew they had to release it, so they released it on Thursday, April 18th, the day before Good Friday, because they know people are distracted by Easter coming, okay? So that's when they released it. They didn't want to release it on Monday, the day after Easter, when people are going back to work and paying more attention. Now, this coming week, more people are going to read about it, hear about it, get deeper into it. All hell's going to break loose. All right. We already saw that Trump has dropped to his lowest point this year in approval polls down to 37 percent. OK, now the majority of Americans are not going to read the report. It's 448 pages. I'm still trying to get through it. I need to get to the printer Monday and I'm going to have this entire report printed up so I can go through. This is what I do with reports, just like this study here from the Southern Poverty Law Center teaching hard history of American slavery. OK, I go to the printer and get these things printed up. All right, so I can go through and uh, actually study it. Okay, so that's so that's that's what I do. That's one of the things I do. So um, that's why <laughs> that's why it helps with donations because I got to pay for all this stuff. All right, and I'm going to the printer on Monday. This thing is 448 pages. I got to get this printed up, wire bound, all that stuff, so I can get deep in and study it. Okay, how you doing, Eric and Felicia? Uh, how y'all doing? Let's see, precious. Sheila, okay, I forgot that Barr was around for that, yes. All right, so um, what really needs to happen, so some people are saying, so you have more Democrats saying uh, that Trump needs to be impeached. Impeachment is a process. I'm gonna go to a clip from MSNBC here in just a minute. Impeachment is a process. Now, Jill Weinbanks, who was a former uh, Watergate prosecutor, okay, she was assistant prosecutor, uh, something like that, special uh, former Watergate prosecutor, Jill, we Jill Weinbanks, you see her a lot on MSNBC. She said, what needs to happen next is that there need to be fact-finding hearings that Congress have that are televised so that the so that the American people can actually hear from the witnesses, the witnesses that Mueller interviewed. The American people need to actually hear from the witnesses, judge their credibility, hear them actually tell what happened. And then because millions of people are going to watch that, okay, more people will watch those hearings than are going to read the Mueller report, okay? Even though the report needed to come out is 448 pages. More people, are, I mean, let's just let's look at this, right? People share People share articles on Facebook all the time that they don't read. They just read the, the summary and the headline and share the articles and don't ever read the article, right? Most Americans are not gonna read this, but they'll watch, they'll, they'll watch the hearings, just like they watch the Michael Cohen hearings, just like they watch uh, the, uh, the William Barr uh, confirmation, just like they watch the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, they'll watch that. Also, Mueller, uh, is, so uh, Mueller is going to uh, testify before Congress. And um, I think William Barwell as well. They need to hear from both of them as well. This is some specific questions that Congress needs to ask them 
also okay and then allow and then let the facts lead you to where they're going to lead you if they lead you to impeachment you have to have impeachment hearings in the house judiciary committee uh we know that representative jerry nadler who is the chair of the house judiciary committee uh, uh house judiciary committee a democrat from new york he's already subpoenaed the full unredacted Mueller report the Trump administration, the Department of Justice, they're going to stonewall that. We already know that, okay? But you, the, the, the next step should be the fact-finding hearings. And, and, and Jill Weinbanks talked about how this is what happened during Watergate. They, they, they had fact-finding hearings. They heard from John Dean, White House counsel. They heard from witnesses, things like this. And this helped to change Americans' opinions because prior, prior to the hearings, Many Americans were saying that uh, they were against impeachment of Nixon and especially Republicans. But when the hearings took place and then when uh, Nixon had to turn over the Nixon tapes also, that did it for him. OK, now we know Nixon resigned August 9th, 1974. Articles of impeachment were drawn up against Richard Nixon. The first article of impeachment was obstruction of uh, obstruction of justice. Second article of impeachment was abuse of power. But Nixon resigned before he was actually put on trial, okay? But article of impeachment were drawn up um, against Nixon, okay? So let's see, we have, um, uh, let's see, Eric, uh, okay. So, all right, let's continue here. And we have some trolls on here who have nothing better to do than to come on and troll, but that's all right. I have trolls in different area codes. Um, so what what happens when you find out how much Trump has been lying to you, playing you off of suckers? Okay, uh, so Dennis said I wasn't that distracted. Uh, who else we have here? Precious, thanks for keeping us informed. Okay. Arlene. All right. Okay. So let's go to this clip here from um, AM Joy, Joy, Joy Ann Reed, MSNBC. Trump largely supported by GOP establishment post Mueller report. Donald Trump is largely supported by the GOP establishment following the release of the red acted uh, Mueller report. Joy Reid and her panel discussed whether Democrats should push for impeachment despite the GOP controlling uh, the Senate, okay? And you're going to hear from two of the biggest flunkies, lackeys, sycophants of Donald Trump, Representative Jim Jordan, okay, of Ohio. And then also, uh, I think this is, uh, who's the other representative from uh, North Carolina? Uh, I forgot the other one, I have to see. Okay, let's go to this clip. All right, check out the article from um, the New York Times. I have a couple articles here as well. Check out the article from the New York Times. The Mueller report is 448 pages long. You need to know these seven things. I'm going to go through that with you all also, okay? But I want to play this clip uh, as an intro. All right, so the special counsel, uh, Robert S. Mueller, produced a report of more than 400, um, more than 400 pages that painted a deeply unflattering picture of Donald Trump, but stopped short of accusing him of criminal wrongdoing. Here are seven tech takeaways. Number one, Trump did try to sabotage the investigation. His staff defied him. 
okay, to so many uh, lies, so many changed stories, so many lies, so many changed stories. This is one of the problems. Trump committed numerous acts of uh, obstruction of justice. He uh, used some phrases to the effect of, I don't know, uh, 37 times, I don't recall. Three, fake news, not so much. Uh, four, obstruction of justice. Uh, so no obstruction of justice, not so fast. There was blatant obstruction of justice. It was out in the open. Five, evading an FBI interview proved a successful strategy. Six, no conclusive evidence of conspiracy, but lots of reason to investigate. We're going to get deeper uh, into that. Seven, imagine reading this report cold, okay? Uh, I'll break that down. Okay, so if we look at number one, um, Trump did not try to sabotage the investigation. His staff, Trump did try to sabotage the investigation, his staff to fight him. So when Attorney General Jeff Sessions, the previous Attorney General, told Donald Trump that a special counsel had been appointed in May of 2017, Donald Trump grew angry. He said, I'm effed. Uh, he said, uh, believing that his presidency uh, was ruined. Uh, he said, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me, okay? He, he, he said that he basically, that's the end of his presidency, okay? So if you are totally innocent, if you didn't do anything, if you didn't obstruct justice, if you didn't uh, conspire with Russia, then why would you say something like that? Why would you think that uh, you're screwed, okay? That's how guilty people talk. All right, so uh, Donald Trump began trying to get rid of uh, Robert Mueller only to be thwarted by his staff. In instance after instance, his staff acted as a bulwark against Donald Trump's most destructive impulses. In June of 2017, uh, the president uh, instructed Don McGahn, uh, who was uh, then the White House counsel, to remove Robert Mueller, but Don McGahn resisted. Rather than carrying out the president's order, he decided he would rather resign, okay? Two days later, Donald Trump asked another trusted advisor, Corey, Le uh, Lewandowski, Corey Lewandowski, to tell uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions to end the investigation. Corey Lewandowski did not want did not want to do so, so he punted to a colleague, Rick Dearborn. He too, quote, was uncomfortable with the task and did not follow through on it. Okay, read a uh, page. So the Mueller report is broken up into two sections. First section deals with um, the Russian. Uh, interference into the 2016 election. The second volume, the second section deals with uh, obstruction of justice, okay? This is from volume two, page 78, all right? All right, number two, so many lies, so many changed stories, okay? One of the, uh, let me pull this up here uh, so I can monitor the broadcast also. Okay, one of the unanswered questions. One of the unanswered questions of the past two years, which helped fuel the uh, FBI investigation, congressional inquiries and journalistic scrut scrutiny is why so many people lied. And this is a question that is being asked all weekend. Um, if what they did was not illegal, 
If what they did was not wrong, why did so many people lie? Rudy Giuliani was on the uh, on the Sunday shows today saying that accepting um, uh, uh, accepting um, stolen information from Russia, accepting help from Russia, accepting stolen information from Russia is they said there's nothing wrong with it. Really? Now we know that just a few weeks ago, Trump said that he uh, could not say that he would not accept stolen information again in the 2016 election. This is one of the reasons why Trump has to be uh, impeached. This is why eventually has to be impeached. Impeachment is a, a, a the, first of all, Congress is a co-equal branch of government, okay? Congress is a co-equal branch of government. And when you have uh, a president like this, he has there are checks and balances that have to be put on the president. When you have someone who blatantly, when you have someone who blatantly obstructs justice, who encourages people to lie to uh, the FBI, uh, lie to investigators, when you have a campaign who was contacted by the FBI and they were told that the Russians are probably going to try to contact you. If they contact you, uh, please let us know. And they had, there were, the, the, the Mueller report details that there were 140 contacts between the uh, Trump campaign and the transition team, 140 contacts with Russians. So if, if they didn't do anything wrong, why did so many people lie about it? Why did so many people lie about contacts with Russians? And we've never seen anything like this before. Now, just uh, two or three weeks ago, let me see, there was an article from, um, let me see, which publication was that, that talked about the contacts with Russians. We found out about 30 more contacts with Russians in this report that we didn't know about, okay? Let me uh, find that, because I just saw it here. Hold on. Yeah, so th th this is, um, yeah, Yahoo News. Yahoo News had an article, Trump's team had over 100 contacts with Russian-linked officials, report shows. That's from January 9th, 2019. There were 30 additional contacts that we found out about in the Mueller report that we didn't know about. There were 140 contacts that uh, Trump's uh, campaign and transition team had with Russians. So if there's no coordination, right? Why are there so many contacts? Now, if we go look, and then I have the I have the uh, the clip ready, so we'll go to this clip here in just a second. But let me say this quickly: if when we look at um, the summary that Rob that uh, the summary that William Barr put out on March 24th, right? And go back and watch the video I did about the summary breaking that down. Because the summary was it was a was a hit job, and 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 uh, William Barr lied about Mueller's findings also. But page two, um, page two of the four page summary is extremely important. Paragraph two and paragraph four, paragraph two and paragraph four, page two. Um, it says paragraph two as the report states, "quote The investigation did not establish." 
that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities, okay, end quote. There's a footnote there, and it explains what um, conspired means, because Mueller did not use the language of collusion. Mueller specifically said in the Mueller report on page two that they did not investigate collusion. They investigated criminal conspiracy, okay, as I said earlier. So the footnote to four-page summary from Barr says, in assessing potential conspiracy charges, the special counsel also considered whether members of the Trump campaign coordinated with Russian election interference activities. Coordinated, okay? The special counsel defined coordination as an agreement tacit or expressed between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference. They define coordination as an agreement, okay? As I said before, and as the Mueller report details, they saw that the Russians and Trump were acting, the Trump campaign, were acting in a way that was mutually beneficial. Just because you can't find an agreement between the two parties, whether expressed or tacit, does not mean an agreement did not exist. And you're seeing them openly operate in a way that is mutually beneficial. So when Trump runs around and says no collusion, one, the Mueller report was specific on page two and said they did not investigate collusion. Two, they can't... Trump doesn't want to explain why, why did they won, because the Mueller report also talks about how the Trump campaign welcomed help from Russia and received help from Russia as well. Why did Trump mention WikiLeaks 164 times in the last 30 days of the campaign? And then after he won through the Electoral College, then he tweeted that WikiLeaks didn't have anything to do about it. He, he, they have video. They've been showing the video over the past few days. Trump is at campaign rallies telling people to read WikiLeaks. Did you see WikiLeaks today? I love WikiLeaks. He's reading from the WikiLeaks release of emails. So how do you, on the one hand, mention WikiLeaks at least 164 times in the last 30 days. Thinkprogress.org has an article about this. We'll post some of these links after the show is over, okay? Because I'm dealing with so much, I don't have time to pull that up. Thinkprogress.org has an article, because I have hundreds of articles on Trump. Trump mentioned WikiLeaks at least 164 times in the last 30 days of the 2016 campaign. So how, do you, how are you there at the campaign rally talking about WikiLeaks, how much you love it, telling people to go read WikiLeaks, reading from WikiLeaks, and then you say, after you went through the Electoral College because Hillary Clinton got 2.8 million more votes and Trump doesn't want to admit that Russians helped him, okay, because he thinks it delegitimatizes his illegitimate election, then you say WikiLeaks had nothing to do with, uh, about it, okay? Nothing to do with it. All right, let's go to this clip. He didn't do it. He didn't fire Mueller. He didn't, I mean, the president's pretty good at firing he people. He asked McGahn to do it. He didn't they do it. They asked McGahn to recede from his recollections. That's the language from the report. But Chris, they didn't. They didn't do it. 
No. But that's asking the and matters, they Jim. If I ask you to punch Mr. Meadows and you don't do it, the request was still wrong. Yeah, the request may have been wrong, but it's not a crime unless he assaults me. But is so, that, I mean, is that our standard? Is that why you got well, in the public well, service was to prove you're not a felon? Well, the GOP has made one thing abundantly clear, just like Tammy Wynette once famously crooned, they are standing by their man. <laughs> With some, uh, like minor Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, saying it's time to move on and leave the old pro behind. And others, like Senator Lindsey Graham, saying now is the time to exact revenge, sweet revenge, on the Democratic rivals, just like any good autocracy would. Joining me now, Nick Ackerman, legal analyst for MSNBC and former Watergate prosecutor, and David, Jar David Jolly and Charlie Sykes are back with us. Nick, we were talking in the break. Hey, what, is what those two Republican congressmen said true? Absolutely false. In order to be convicted of obstruction of justice, the standard is, did you endeavor? It's less than an attempt. You don't even have to do it. As long as you do something just in furtherance of that obstruction scheme. Everything Donald Trump did that's laid out in the report. Yeah. He is guilty of obstruction of justice without a doubt. Is the only reason he's not being charged with it because he's president. That's right. And because he has a lackey as attorney general Fair. who basically has taken an opposite position, which Mueller in his report basically destroys. And by the way, let's go back to the other things that people are wondering why um, these weren't crimes. Donald Jr. got away in this report, not uh, charged with anything. There's no sealed indictments. There's nothing right. that we know of. Why? If he was attempting to obtain dirt on Hillary Clinton from an adversarial foreign power and was disseminating the work product of these uh, well, internet research that. agencies. He was, he was trying to disseminate what is stolen material, stolen property, documents that were stolen from the Democratic National uh, Committee. The problem with our federal criminal law is it does not cover intangible items such as computer data. Uh, even New York State allows, has as a felony, the possession of stolen data. The federal statutes don't cover this. Mueller mentions that in a footnote. But for the fact that our laws are back in the maybe 19th century at this point, yeah. Trump and all of his cohorts would have been indicted. That's very interesting, Charles. Uh, let, let me go to David Jolly on this, because it sounds like, you know, and I'm sort of, my mom, my head is sort of exploding at the idea that we have to pass laws for things that should be self-evident. A law that says you shouldn't obtain dirt on your political opponents from foreign adversaries. I mean, apparently we need a- And let me just, let me just say quickly here, Nick Ackerman knows more about this that most people knows more about this than any of the Donald Trump supporters, knows more about this than the trolls on the timeline now saying, can you prove how many votes were switched by WikiLeaks? Now, if President Barack Obama, you talked about, if, if, if the Russians hacked emails from Republicans and they actually did, they just didn't release them. See, this is something that these trolls don't want to talk about. Why didn't, why didn't, the Russians released the emails that were hacked from old email addresses from the Republican National Committee, the RNC. January of 2017, uh, then FBI Director uh, James Comey testified in front of the Senate, in front of the US Senate. And he talked about how the Russians hacked old email addresses of the RNC and got emails, but they never released them. This is something Donald Trump supporters like these trolls on the timeline don't want to talk about. Okay. If 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 President Obama was reading 
about stolen emails from Donald Trump that he got from WikiLeaks. These people wouldn't be defending that. Let's flip it. Let's say that the Russians hacked the RNC, which they did, released emails to help uh, to help uh, President Obama defeat uh, Trump or to help Hillary Clinton defeat Trump. And Obama or Hillary Clinton are on the campaign trail and mentioned WikiLeaks 164 times in the last 30 days. Okay. These people wouldn't be defending that nonsense. Okay. So your ethics can't be situational. Your ethics cannot be situational. It has to be consistent. You have to be consistent in your, in, in, in your condemnation. And this is something that these, these trolls, these people don't want to deal with. Okay. So the best thing for you to do is learn how to read because half of you can't read. All right. Um, okay. So we're going to get rid of these trolls because they don't understand how to do research. This is part of the problem. These are Donald Trump's report. Now, half these trolls are Russians, actually. I guarantee you, half these trolls are Russian bots, all right, which is part of the problem, okay? Because I get hit with Russian bots also, okay? All right, so let's go back, uh, let's go back to this clip here. And I guarantee you, none of them have read the Mueller report either. None of them, none of them have read the Mueller report because if they did, they would know how Trump is playing them for a fool. All right. How's the song go? Everybody plays the fool. No exception to the rule. A law for that. For Nick Ackerman, we need a law saying that it is a crime to possess stolen emails and other digital data. If we if, if Democrats were to propose such laws, which it's crazy that we have to tell Americans this, but OK, we so, pass these laws. Would Republicans vote for them? And would no. the Senate even would, would Mitch McConnell even put them on the floor? You nailed it, Joy. No, Mitch McConnell would say it's not necessary, right? The idea of protecting Mueller was never necessary. No, Republicans would not allow this to happen. And it's fascinating. Every time you hear one of these Republicans have to answer questions, they've got their talkers where the president was, uh, you know, was found not uh, culpable, if you will. But when you really get to the edge on issues of obstruction and misconduct, they blink. They really do. I mean, they really blink and they don't have an answer. And I think what it connotes to the American people is there is a certain amount of corruption that they're abetting with this president. Uh, Joy, what I, what I would say, and I'm not comparing the two parties, there is daylight between the two parties. Democrats are at least trying to wrestle with how to hold the president accountable. But I would say there are lessons for Democrats in seeing how Republicans are handling this, because in the midterm elections, you had a lot of people who traditionally don't vote for Democrats who said, you know what, I'm going to vote for Democrats because we've got to rein in this president. And to our previous conversation, if Democrats fail to do so, a lot of voters are going to be left with no confidence in the majority party in the House. Yeah. And not only that, Charlie Sykes, but Democrats are as they're agonizing over whether or not they can use their constitutional power. Republicans are saying, oh, we're going to start investigating the FBI. We're going to go after the people who tried to find out who's attacking our democracy. We're going to make them into the criminals. Lindsey Graham, here's Lindsey Graham um, renewing, uh, saying what he would like to now do with the power that he has. There's two questions I think the public deserves an answer to. Did they short circuit the Clinton email investigation because they wanted her to win? and they knew if they charged her, she might lose. Did they start the Russian investigation against Trump as an insurance policy in case he did win? Those are the two questions that I'll try to get you answers to.
And then update Politico, GOP senators, including Graham, renew requests for more information about FBI, Clinton, email probe. They want to bring back the email probe. The difference between Democrats and Republicans is that Democrats, Republicans are saying, no, we're going to use our power to launch a fishing expedition investigation into Democrats and the FBI. They're not afraid to use the power they have specifically for politics. No, I mean, first of all, what the hell happened to Lindsey Graham? But uh, you know, this reminds people that, look, there's no walking away from this. This, this is not going away. If, in fact, uh, Democrats in Congress do not aggressively investigate, aggressively have exercised their oversight powers, um, the, the Republicans are going to go back on the offense. They're going to be at ramming speed. But, you know, I mean, you listen to all of this. Look, if people actually read this 450-page report, and I don't exactly. know that many people, uh, Republicans are, are willing to actually do that, it is impossible to imagine even somebody, even Republic, elected Republicans coming to the good faith conclusion that you're not talking about something that is deeply disturbing, that is devastating, that the president lied over and over again. This is a president who is presiding from a throne of lies. It, it, see, now, the operative word he just said was read. See, because these trolls, these Donald Trump supporters out here, most of them can't read. Half of them can't read. So what they do is sit up and watch Fox News all day, eat mayonnaise sandwiches, and they listen to the lies that are told to them by Fox News. Most of them ain't never read this article here. Trump mentioned WikiLeaks 164 times in last month of the election, now claims it didn't impact one voter. Boy, that WikiLeaks has done a job on her, hasn't it? This is what Trump said. So if they actually read or get your five-year-old or six-year-old son or daughter to read it to you, if they actually read the report or any summaries of the report, Washington Post, New York Times, what have you, you have even some people on Fox News who are talking some sense, like Judge Napolitano, right? But you, you have a lot of them just operating within a circumference of ignorance, okay? Let's go back to this clip and then we'll take a break here. All right. Um, I said, Holland said, uh, Holland's Marcia said, you have to be quite intelligent to rig an election and Trump and crew aren't that intelligent. No, Trump had help. See, let's, let's keep in mind, um, the cross-checking system was implemented. See, nobody talks about the cross-checking system, which not 1.1 million people off the voter rolls. You all obviously haven't seen the lecture that I do called African-American resistance in the era of Donald Trump, voter suppression, reparations, and high elections have consequences. I go deep into this. I deal with the rapid voter suppression that took place during the 2016 election, how there were 868 fewer polling places, how Republicans engaged in rapid voter suppression because Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was gutted by the U.S. Supreme Court case of 2013, a Shelby County versus Holder. This is why you have to understand history. This is why you have to understand law. This is why I keep talking about the same argument with reparations. We don't understand history and don't understand law, which is why we can't make a legal argument for reparations, many of us. The same thing we don't understand here. We don't understand history and understand law. The 2016 election was the first election that you didn't have the full weight of the, the first presidential election, where you didn't have the full weight of the uh, 1965 Voting Rights Act because of the Supreme Court case of Shelby County versus Holder. It struck down Section 5. Section 5 dealt with the oversight. And right after that was struck down, 
you had all these new states that came out with voter ID laws, these new voter ID laws. In 2016, 14 new states had new voter ID laws targeting African-Americans, targeting uh, younger people, targeting people more likely to vote Democratic to suppress the vote. They heavily targeted African-Americans. We know with the Russian interference, we know Russians heavily target African-Americans on social media, specifically on Facebook, okay? Creating fake Black Lives Matter platforms. They took out 3,000 ads. They spent uh, about about $100,000. The ads uh, reached about 130 million people, okay? Not just African-Americans, but they, 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 they specifically were trying to sow discord uh, in this country, they were trying to uh, uh, reduce the confidence in the election, so discord as well. They were doing things like setting up fake uh, rallies, etc. There's a when you read the Mueller report, the first section, the volume one, they detail all of this. So people haven't read. I've talked about a lot of this stuff in the past. Okay, so the thing that we have to understand is the Russians did not leave. They're, they're still here. They were involved in efforts in the, in the midterm elections, but it's going to be even worse in 2020. Trump has not taken significant, Trump has not ordered significant measures to stop Russian interference in 2020. He just said a few weeks ago that he can't, he can't rule out not accepting help from foreign adversaries, not accepting stolen information, things like this. So we have to understand this, okay? All right. (laughs) All right. Okay, no evidence after three years, please. No, there is evidence. Uh, Did you actually read the report, uh, Hollins Marcia? Did you actually read the report? There is evidence. Uh, what are you talking about, Marcia? Found no evidence of collusion. What are you talking about? All right. Okay, let's continue here. You know, and so when, when you see this kind of spin that you're getting out there, it is pure hackery. It's pure sycophancy. But the question is, what about the Republicans who are staying quiet this weekend, who know, who are, who are at least privately disturbed by all of this? Will they speak up? And, you know, I, you know, to David Jolly's point about Republicans not allowing legislation that would criminalize this clearly criminal behavior, I do think this is exactly the kind of thing that Democrats ought to be doing. Force a vote on this. Yeah. I actually think there would be some Republicans who would say, yeah, you know, we, we, we may not want to take on Donald Trump, you know, head to head, but we're about to go into a, another presidential campaign where we need to make it very, very clear what is acceptable, but, what is not acceptable. But, but I mean, but David, but David Jolly, I don't know, do you agree with that? Because Republicans also understand that this kind of thing can help them keep power. So they, why not just keep the system as it is or let it get worse? Yeah, look, Mitch McConnell's the king of killing it. I, look, I agree with Charlie. It'd be a fascinating political dynamic, and voters could hold their senators accountable when it got to the Senate. But what we know from Mitch McConnell is is he would kill it. The, the more yeah. fascinating thing to me, Joy, is are, are the Republicans really going into 2020 still running against Hillary Clinton, somebody who Apparently. last held office, I think, eight years ago as Secretary <laughs> of State? So <laughs> Democrats have Mayor Pete and Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Eric Swalwell, all these new young voices, and Republicans 
want to run against Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton in apparently and morally and intellectually bankrupt. It's a difference in, in the way that these two parties exercise power. Democrats have the power to do all sorts of things in investigations. Why do you suppose, Nick Ackerman, that they are so hesitant to do it? Well, I think it comes down to what the evidence is. I mean, I think the best comparison here is to look at Watergate. Uh, we had a situation, take Richard Nixon, the only witness that really came out against him right in the beginning was John Dean. John Dean, yeah. And everybody said, the, the White House, the Republicans, they all said, liar, liar, pants on fire, until the tapes came out. And then ultimately, it was a tape where Nixon is directing on the wants to direct the um, CIA to tell the FBI to stop the investigation. Right. Now, what's interesting here is you've got maybe not any tapes necessarily, but you have a lot of insider witnesses. I mean, I, I've, I've got about eight more pages to read in this report. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, we've got Don McGahn, Jeff Sessions, Jim Comey, Corey Lewandowski, Hope Hicks, Michael Cohen, Rachel Brand, and Reince Priebus, who would be witnesses against Donald Trump in this obstruction. I mean, my rule as a prosecutor used to be, well, if I've got one witness in the tape, I've got a slam dunk. If I've got three witnesses and no tapes, I've got a slam dunk. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you read through that report, Congress ought to be calling, the House Judiciary Committee ought to be calling each of these witnesses and asking them about all of this detail that's laid out in the Mueller report. Yeah, and as we found out, a lot of people yeah, used to tape Donald Trump. Maybe there are tape. We don't know. People taped him all the time. Maybe we should ask Omar Rosa for some help. Nick Ackerman, thank you very much. David Jolly, Charlie Sykes, thank you all very much. Happy Easter. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Passover to everyone. Okay, so that was from uh, Saturday, April 20th, 2019. AM Joy, Joanne Reed, MSNBC. Trump largely supported by GOP establishment post Mueller report. We posted the link here on the thread of the broadcast. Um, and uh, let me see here. We'll go to another clip in just a minute here. Um, we're going to take a break here in just a second. And what I want to do is, let's see, do we have this clip of uh, Comey? Let's try to see if we have this here. This is from January 2017. Stay at home for joining us this hour. Happy Tuesday. As Rachel Maddow. I want to be uh, thoughtful about what I say in an open setting, but there was evidence that, that there was hacking directed at state level organizations, a state level campaign. Just a second to clear up. Okay, this is from January 10th, 2017. Uh, thoughtful about what I say in an open setting, but there was evidence that, that there was hacking directed at state-level organizations, uh, state-level campaigns, and the RNC, but old domains of the RNC, that is, email domains that they were no longer using, and that information was harvested from there, but it was old stuff. None of that was released. Uh, we did not develop any evidence that the Trump campaign or the current RNC was successfully hacked. Does the IC's conclusion that the Russians sought to assist President-elect Trump's campaign depend upon an assessment then that the Russians covertly collected information and from primarily Democratic sources, but some Republican sources as well, but only chose to release the 
uh, derogatory information from democratic sources. That's correct. Okay, so here you have then FBI Director James Comey testifying under oath penalty of perjury in front of the U.S. Senate. See, most people don't didn't know this because they don't do research. This is from CNN, January 10th, 2017. FBI's Comey, Republicans also hacked by Russia. So here's what happened. We'll post this link here on the uh, thread of the broadcast. So the Russians hacked Republicans as well as Democrats, but only released the emails of the Democrats. They, they harvested emails from old domains, old email addresses that weren't being used anymore of the RNC, okay? Just because it's not being used anymore does not mean there is not valuable information in there or harmful information that you can use to blackmail people. If that's the case, that would explain a lot. If that's the case, that would explain a lot. But most people don't know this, okay? I'm somebody that actually does research. I'm somebody that can actually read. I have hundreds of articles. I got I probably have over a thousand on Trump. Because if you go back and you know, I've been reporting on this going back to 2015. Okay. All right. So that was from uh CNN, January 10th, 2017. Republicans also hacked by Russia. All right. I'm gonna play this clip one more time. And this is buffering here. I'm going to play this clip one more time because I want you to hear this because this is something that very few people are actually talking about. Okay. Let's play this again. Because this helps to form, this helps to frame the conversation much better. How many people have you heard that told you this and provided evidence? And we'll post this clip here uh, on the thread of the broadcast. I want to be uh, thoughtful about what I say in an open setting, but there was evidence that, that there was hacking directed at state level organizations. For some reason, it buffered. Uh, state level campaigns and the RNC, but old domains of the RNC, that is, email domains that they were no longer using, and the information was harvested from there, but it was old stuff. None of that was released. Uh, we did not develop any evidence that the Trump campaign or the current RNC was successfully hacked. Does the ICC's conclusion that the Russians sought to assist President-elect Trump Just buffering right here. I'm running off the Wi-Fi here in the office on this laptop. campaign depend upon an assessment then that the Russians covertly collected information and from primarily Democratic sources, but some Republican sources as well, but only chose to release the uh, derogatory information from democratic sources that's correct okay so that was representative susan collins 
and her voice probably sounds familiar. She always sounds like she's crying or something like that. That was Republican, I'm sorry, Senator Susan Collins, Republican Let's Senator Susan, Susan Collins, okay, uh, asking the questions. All right, so read this article from uh, CNN, and you can research other sources if you don't like CNN. FBI's Comey, Republicans also hacked by Russia. Now, why aren't, why aren't Republicans talking about that? Why aren't Republicans concerned that the old domains of the RNC were also hacked by Russia, but the Russians did not release those and uh, just released the Democrats? Maybe they were using that as leverage and are still using the information in those emails as leverage over certain Republicans, because that would explain a lot. Because they all take an oath to uphold to protect the Constitution against enemies, both foreign and domestic, and they're not doing that. They are in violation of their oath in their office as a U.S. Senator or a member of the House of Representatives. Okay. All right, post your comments here. How's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. This is uh, Michael M. Hotel, host of the African History Network show, special uh, Easter edition. We're normally in the studios at 9, 10 a.m. The Superstation, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Since the station is closed um, this weekend because of the holidays, we're broadcasting here, all right? So African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. Customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. Our current promotion, get three months for the price of one. A couple of days ago, we had six spots for advertisers left. Now we only have four because we have two new advertisers. Now, are you interested in how Wall Street works? It is interesting how certain opportunities are not presented to our community, especially when it involves billions of dollars that are being exchanged every day through the stock market. Why should you be left out and not get a piece of the action? Theprofitroom.com, P-R-O-F-I-T, theprofitroom.com is a stock market trading and education company that has mentorship programs that are designed for beginners. They teach individuals how to create generational wealth through trading and investing in the financial markets, education, stocks, options, futures, and forex, specialty, day trading, one-on-one -on -one mentorship, priority, capital preservation, and risk management. Contact them at their website, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building. Blacknews.com did an article on them back in 2018. You may have seen that article. We posted here on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. Uh, our next new uh, advertiser is darkmagentus.com. Dark Magenta specializes in creating home spa products based on nature's healing and soothing properties. Dark Magenta carries essential oil and uh, cannabidiol, cannabidiol infused bath bombs, show steamers, shower steamers, sugar scrubs, and soaps. They include oils and herbs such as lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, sage, cedarwood, oatmeal, shea butter, and cannabidiol, and more. We also They also carry oil diffusers and 100% pure essential oils. Visit their website, darkmagentas.com, darkmagentas.com. 
magentas.com, M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S, and indulge in these treats for the body and the mind. Mother's Day is coming up as well. Visit darkmagentas.com. All right, African-American business owners, email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. We take your 30 second and 60 second commercial. Uh, we put into the audio podcast of our Sunday night show, the African History Network show and some of the broadcasts we do throughout the week. And I will be speaking, uh, let's see here, Queen Mother Oshandara emailed me this. I will be speaking on Saturday, May 11th at the International Institute in Detroit, 111 East Kirby uh, Street in Detroit for the Pre-Mother's Day African Ball. The Pre-Mother's Day African Ball. Uh, there will be dinner, dance, African and vegetarian food included. Thank you for having vegetarian food. Cultural dancers and drummers, African attire, prizes for the best African attire. Uh, starring, uh, let's see, they have uh, uh, entertainment as well. The Odu uh, Afrobeat Orchestra and presentation by Michael M. Hotep, host of the African History Network show, dealing with ancient Africans in America. Tickets are $40 uh, for tickets and information. Uh, contact 313-717-5578, 313-717-5578, or 313-603-1340, 313-603-1340. We'll have the information at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. We'll post the phone numbers here as well. And then also, uh, lastly, uh, last announcement, uh, the second annual Mary Ann uh, Godboldo Forum for Parental Rights is taking place Saturday, April 27th, 2019, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. All are welcome, free, uh, and they're just uh, accepting donations. Uh, this is taking place at Hartford Memorial Baptist Church, Hartford Memorial Baptist Church, located at 18700 James Cousins Avenue, 18700 James Cousins Avenue in Detroit, Michigan. Social Justice Ministry present the second annual Marianne Godboldo Forum for Parental Rights, Saturday, April 27, 2019, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Know Your Rights, Change the Law, uh, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Registration at Continental Breakfast, hot lunch provided. Please RSVP, call 313-867-7707. 313-867-7707. They need to have a pretty accurate count for food preparation. This is going to, now this parental rights form is going to feature speakers, poets, drummers, and dancers, uh, guest speakers, attorney Allison Fom, uh, Fomar, F-O-L-M-A-R, uh, family judges, and more, resource room, babysitting services as well, learn about the rights of parents, grandparents, and families for legal and medical issues. And Marianne Godboldo, if you had been following this story out of Detroit, she was arrested and uh, went to jail because she refused to um, put her daughter on psychoact uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, 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 psychiatric drugs, okay? And she was arrested by Child Protective Services. Okay, so this is in, so she's passed on, she's an ancestor now, but this is in memory of Marianne Godboldo. We continue her fight for parental rights. Call 
0521 for more information, 313-717-0521 for more information. They will have vendors there as well. We should be a vendor there uh, also, the African History Network. So we'll get we'll have these flyers on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, and on our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, but check out the, uh, visit their website also, justiceformaryanne.org, uh, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-E, justiceformaryanne.org, uh, okay? We'll post that link here on the thread of the broadcast. All right, let's continue here. Okay, how's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, theprofitroom.com. We'll go to some of your comments here also. Thanks for that, theprofitroom.com. And uh, also Dark Magentus and uh, Patricia at Dark Magentus got the, uh, she got the script over to me right before we went live. So that's why we only have four spots left. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's go to some of your comments here. So we have Lorenda. We have, um, who else we have here? Uh, Angie. Uh, Connie said violations of bound Congress dragging their feet. Well, now let's let, let's keep in mind also Congress is on recess. Congress is on recess because of Easter. Now um, there's going to be a conference call on Monday. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has called a a, a, a she's convening a, a conference call on Monday amongst the Democrats in the House, but they're on recess for two weeks because of Easter. Okay, so all this week they're out. Okay, so we have to keep that we have to keep that in mind also. All right, let's continue here. Uh, so Connie, Eric Toomer, that's what's up for Black Business. Uh, Non-cooking mama, yep, I, I, I've been seeing that. I was thinking Trump had the drop, not the Russians. He was heavily helped by the Russians. When you read this report, it talks about the actual how they were working mutually in a mutually beneficial way, the Russians and the Trump campaign, okay? As well as the Trump administration for that. Mueller's job is not to convict, it is to lay the groundwork and present the evidence for Congress to take the reins, okay? So now Giovanna is someone who actually reads, okay? Because that's true. Mueller, see, Mueller st stated that because of the, um, Department of Justice memo from the OLC uh, Office of Legal Counsel stating that a sitting president cannot, cannot be prosecuted, cannot be indicted. Mueller laid this out and Mueller basically said in the report that he was laying this out, leaving this up to Congress. OK, Congress has a responsibility based upon their Article two powers, Article two, Section four of the U.S. Constitution, which deals with impeachment. He was laying this out for Congress. He stipulated, he, he stated that because of that memo, because of that Department of Justice policy, he cannot prosecute, he cannot indict Trump. So Trump can't then claim exoneration when Mueller could not indict him in the first place. That's something Congress does through the impeachment process. All right. Eric, Diane, you are echoing, okay. I'm echoing. You're not news. Uh, yes, I am. A lot of people don't know this information, but uh, you don't have to be here. Bye-bye. 
All right. Barbara Antonis, true all Fox News, they're not telling the truth. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them are not. Now you have a few on Fox News, Chris Wallace, Shepard Smith, Judge Napolitano. You have a few who will tell the truth, but a lot of them are not. A lot of them are just lying. Okay. But this week, they're going to have a hard time continuing to lie because more people are going to start reading the Mueller report. And they're going to have a hard time continuing this week when people come back from Easter break and they eat all that Easter candy and the and the chocolate bunnies and all this stuff and the jelly beans. And then Monday comes, Tuesday comes, Wednesday comes, and more of the truth starts coming out. They're going to have a hard time on Fox News continuing these lies that uh, Attorney General William Barr and Trump have been telling. All right, let's see here. Uh, okay, so... There was um, there was another clip I wanted to go to, but uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. All right, Congress gets more breaks and vacations uh, than the average working person. Now, what now? What they're also doing? A lot of them, Representative Debbie Dingell uh, from uh, Detroit, um, Detroit area. She was on, uh, was it Meet the Press on one of the shows? I think maybe Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. I'm not a big fan of Chuck Todd uh, on MSNBC and NBC. Uh, but she was saying, but a lot of them are going to hold forms in their districts uh, during this week, during the recess. And this is something they do oftentimes during a recess. So visit house.gov and search for your member of Congress. Visit house.gov and search for your member of Congress. And also visit senate.gov, search for your member of Congress as well. And when they have the form, the town hall meetings, the forms, they have that posted. Each member of Congress and the Senate have a page on these websites. They have press releases. They let you know about bills they're supporting, votes coming up, and also forms that they're holding, town hall meetings. So visit those two websites, house.gov, senate.gov, and uh, uh, check for your member of Congress. Okay, that had that information there. All right, let's see. Okay, let's continue here. Okay, so let's go to this. Um, let's go to this uh, article from New York Times. The Mueller report is 448 pages long. You need to know these seven things, okay? So I laid out one already. Trump did try to sabotage the investigation. His staff defied him. As you heard in the, uh, the clip uh, from Nick Ackerman, uh, from uh, Joanne Reed, you don't have to succeed at obstruction of justice for it to be obstruction of justice. You just have to try to impede an investigation. When you direct people to lie, that's obstruction of justice. When you when you direct people to lie to FBI investigators, lie to the special counsel, that is obstruction of justice. Okay. Now, just because they didn't succeed in it, does not mean that they did not try. That's that that is obstruction of justice. That is an impeachable offense. Okay. Let's see here. Let's, uh, okay. So number two, so many lies, so many changed stories. So one of the unanswered questions of the past two years, which helped fuel the FBI investigation, 
Congressional inquiries and journalistic scrutiny is why so many people lied, why so many people lied, changed their stories and issued misleading statements to both the public and federal authorities. The report recaps one false statement after another. Here are just a few examples. Donald Trump was livid when journalists revealed that he had unsuccessfully ordered uh, Robert Mueller's firing. That's obstruction of justice. You're trying to get the uh, special counsel fired. Now, when, when then Attorney General Jeff Sessions in May of 2017 told Donald Trump that the special counsel had been appointed, Donald Trump grew angry and said, quote, I'm effed, okay? This is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Okay, and he said that that's the end of his presidency. Is that how an innocent person talks? So Trump was livid when journalists revealed that he had unsuccessfully ordered Robert Mueller's firing. Uh, Trump tried to get Don McGahn, then White House counsel, to say publicly that was false. Uh, he, he tried to get Don McGahn to say publicly publicly that, that that was false, that he did not try to uh, fire Mueller. But Don McGahn refused to say publicly that Trump did not try to fire Mueller. He was not going to go out and lie. Saying that news reports, and, and, and Don McGahn said that news reports were accurate, saying that Trump tried to fire Mueller. Now, Robert Mueller's report notably declared that Don McGahn was credible. Now, Trump also pressed the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to give a news conference about the firing of the FBI Director James Comey. The White House press office wanted uh, Rosenstein to say it was his idea, wanted him to lie. Rod Rosenstein told the president that a news conference was a bad idea, quote, because if the press asked him, he would tell the truth, end quote. The White House press secretary, lying ass Sarah Huckabee Sanders, admitted issuing a statement to the news media, quote, in the heat of the moment that was not founded on anything. She lied and said that countless FBI agents contacted her through email, phone calls, and said that they were happy that Trump fired Comey, they supported things like this. That was a lie. That was an absolute lie. She said it twice, okay? She said it twice, May 10th, 2017, and May 11th, 2017. The, the first time she said it on May 10th, she was reading from prepared statements. Read page 72 of volume two of the Mueller report. No FBI agents did not actually call the White House offering support for Mr. Comey's firing. She told a blatant lie. Then she went on the news shows to cover up the fact that she was busted lying. She needs to resign. She has absolutely no credibility. She had she 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 didn't have she had very little credibility before this was exposed. Now that she's lying about lying, she has even less credibility, okay? And uh, let's see, it was on the last word, Lawrence O'Donnell really exposed her, okay? We'll try to, uh, we'll try to pull that clip up from uh, Lawrence O'Donnell as well. 
because Lawrence really exposed her. All right, so Robert Mueller can't explain why the stories about Comey's firing keep changing either. That's uh, page 77 of volume two, page 77 of volume two, okay, of, of the Mueller report. Robert Mueller can't explain why the stories about Comey's firing keep changing. All right, so many, so many lies told. All right, let's keep let's keep going here. Okay, three fake news, not so much. Fake news, not so much. Uh, Trump has spent the past two years denouncing the news media. Fake news, fake news, enemy of the people, fake news, enemy of the state, all this stuff, except for Fox News. Right. Except for Fox, unless he wants to sit down and do an interview with them. So the New York Times is failing until he wants to sit down and does an interview with the New York Times. So Trump has repeatedly accused reporters of making up sources to destroy his presidency. The Mueller report shows not only that some of the most unflattering stories about Donald Trump were accurate, but also that the White House, that White House officials knew that was the case, even as they heaped criticism on journalists. So one, the Mueller report shows that uh, many of the most unflattering stories about Donald Trump were accurate, but it also showed that White House officials knew that these stories were accurate, as they went out in the media and lied and criticized journalists for writing accurate stories. In May of 2017, for instance, the New York Times disclosed that Donald Trump had asked James Comey, then FBI director, to end the FBI investigation into Donald Trump's national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who President Barack Obama told Trump, don't hire this guy as your national security advisor because I had to fire him. This is the same Michael Flynn who was, who was sitting next to Vladimir Putin December 2015 in Russia at the 10th anniversary of Russia Today uh, TV, okay? You, you've seen that picture before. I've shown that to you. So Putin is sitting here at the table. On his right-hand side is Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Now, this is before the November 6, 2016 election. Trump is, Trump is a candidate, however. Sitting across from the table was who? Jill Stein. Sitting across from the table from them was Jill Stein, who was uh, the, uh, the Green Party candidate for president. Jill Stiles running around talking about there's no difference between Hillary Clinton and Trump. Well, yes, there, yes, there is. There's a huge difference if you actually read the policies. Why was Jill Stein there? Who paid for her to go to Russia? Who paid for her to fly back? Who paid for her accommodations? Where did she stay? Who paid for her hotel? What was she doing there? So Trump tweeted, quote, I never asked Comey to stop investigating Flynn just more fake news covering another Comey lie, end quote. But it was true. Quote, despite those denials, substantial evidence corroborates Comey's account, 
Robert Mueller wrote in the Mueller report. In another instance, Donald Trump appeared to use criticism of the news media as a legal strategy. He attacked a New York Times article suggesting that his former attorney, Michael Cohen, who has been disbarred, just like one of Trump's previous attorneys, Roy Cohen, okay? So in the, in the Mueller report, it came out that Trump got on Don McGahn, White House counsel, for being in the meeting taking notes. Trump says, why are you taking notes? I've had other attorneys, he said, they don't take notes. He said, Don McGahn said, because I'm a real attorney. Trump referenced Roy Cohen. Roy Cohen was disbarred. Roy Cohen was a fraud. Okay, so Trump is asking the White House counsel, why are you taking notes? This guy's a, this guy's a lunatic. Now this week, is gonna be, he's going to be even worse. <laughs> from, from all reports, he hasn't read the Mueller report yet. As more information comes out, because he's already going crazy. You look at the article from thehill.com. We've been posting some of these articles here uh, throughout since since Thursday. Mueller report was written as nastily as possible by true Trump haters. This is what Trump said. Wait a second. I thought you said that. I thought you said the Mueller report totally exonerated you. No collusion. No obstruction of justice. I thought that you said it totally exonerated you. Okay, so why are you now attacking the report that you said totally exonerated you? Also, we found out that Trump's legal team had access to the Mueller report and read over it. They had 10 hours of access two days prior to it being released. Now, they couldn't take notes. They couldn't have recording devices. They had to turn in their um, phones and all this stuff. They, they were in a secure room. Why were they given access to the report before Congress was given access to the report. Trump stepped up his attacks against special counsel Robert Mueller early Saturday, April 20th, 2019, early Saturday morning, claiming Mueller, Mueller's recently released port quote was written as nastily as possible by, uh, by true Trump haters. I thought you said it totally exonerated you. In a string of early morning tweets, Trump lashed out at Mueller, calling him, quote, highly conflicted, end quote, and once again declaring the special counsel's investigation, quote, the great, greatest rich, witch hunt in U.S. political history, end quote. Well, I guess Trump found some, I, I, I guess Mueller found some witches because you had uh, 34 people indicted plus three, uh, three uh, companies. You had uh, seven um, people either uh, convicted or plead, pled guilty, okay? We know Paul Manafort uh, was handing over polling data to uh, uh, Dominique uh, Kalimnik, okay? And let's see here. You've got, uh, see, we have some graphics for you. This is for the people who can't read. See, we have graphics, okay? This is for <laughs> this is for the people who can't read, okay? A lot of Donald Trump supporters, all right? <laughs> okay, so special counsel investigation. You all know who these people are. All the Donald Trump supporters, you know who these people are, okay? I'll help you out with the big words. Convicted, 
pled guilty, pled guilty, pled guilty, pled guilty, pled guilty, pled guilty, indicted, 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 indicted. I'll help you out with the big words, okay? So we have we have Paul Manafort convicted and pleaded guilty. Michael Coyne pleaded guilty and disbarred. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn pleaded guilty. George Papadopoulos pleaded guilty. Rick Gates pleaded guilty. Uh, Alexander uh, uh, Van der Swan pleaded guilty. Uh, Richard Pinedo pled, uh, pleaded guilty. Constantine Kalimnik indicted, okay? Constantine Kalimnik was the Russian oligarch that Paul Manafort met with. First of all, Paul Manafort owed him, owed him millions of dollars. Paul Manafort, uh, Donald Trump's uh, former chair of his campaign. What we found out from the Mueller report is that Paul Manafort not only turned over dozens of pages of polling data to Constantine Kalimnik, but they also discussed key battleground states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Why are you doing that? Why are you turning over polling data to a Russian? One. Two, why are you discussing key battleground states? Remember, Trump won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania by 78,000 votes. He won Michigan by 10,704 votes. 10,704 votes, two-tenths of a percentage point. Jill Stein got 50,000 votes out of Michigan. The cross-checking system knocked 54,000 people off the voter rolls in Michigan. That's 104,000 votes gone. Trump wins Michigan by 10,704 votes. You have his campaign chair meeting with a Russian turning over polling data. Why are they doing this? What would, what would people say? What would Republicans say? What would tr Trump supporters say? If Hillary Clinton was meeting with a Russian oligarch turning over polling, da polling data to the Russian oligarch, talking about key battleground states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, what would they say? Would they turn the other head? Would they turn the other cheek? Would they say, it, oh, that doesn't matter? No. What would they do if President Obama did something like this? Remember, Republicans almost wanted to impeach President Obama for wearing a tan suit. You remember that during Easter? President Obama wore a tan suit. Republicans lost their damn minds. They almost wanted to impeach him for that. Now, when Ronald Reagan wore a tan suit years ago as president, wasn't a problem. But they almost lost, the root.com had an article today. Go check that out. They almost lost, they lost their minds because he wore a tan suit. Okay, so check this out. This graphic, this comes from AM Joy, Joanne Reed, MSNBC. This is from March 23rd, 2019. Mueller report could be released to public eventually. Mueller report could be released uh, to public eventually. March 23rd, 2019. Go watch that. And they have this graphic here. Okay. Then we have. Um, let's see here. By the number special counsel, 37 people charged, three companies, seven guilty pleas, one conviction by trial, Paul Manafort, four jailed or incarcerated, five sentenced. And uh, we also found out that there are 12 additional um, cases that have been handed off to other prosecutors like the Southern District of New York, 12 criminal cases. We found that out from the Mueller report. Okay. All right. So let's continue here. How's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. 
Glenda said, remember when Michelle Obama had a dress with her arms showing, they called her all kinds of names. Now, Michelle Obama has a personal trainer. Michelle Obama works out. They, 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 they degraded her for being toned, having sculpted arms. They also talked about her behind as well, called all types of, of derogatory names, things like this, right? Okay. All right, let's continue here. Everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. Uh, let's see here. Which clip is this? Let's go to... I'm trying to pull this one up from the last word. All right. So in another instance, Donald Trump appeared to use criticism of the news media as a legal strategy. He attacked the New York Times article suggesting that his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, might cooperate with the Justice Department and provide information about Donald Trump. Trump tweeted, the New York Times and a third-rate reporter named Maggie Haberman, known as a crooked H flunky, uh, crooked Hillary Clinton flunky, who I don't speak to and have nothing to do with, are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip, okay? Uh, this is uh, from April 21st, 2018, exactly one year ago today, April 21st, 2018. That tweet coincided with outreach to Michael Cohen by Trump's associates and Mr. Cohen understood that this was all part of an effort to get him to, quote, stay on message and be part of the team, end quote. That's obstruction of justice. This is witness tampering, basically. This is witness tampering. Check out volume two of the Mueller report, page 147. The president accused the quote unquote dishonest media of making up stories that turned out to be true. He's attacking the media for telling stories that are well-sourced, that are true. And he's openly lying, saying that they're lying and he's the one lying, imagine that, okay? All right, uh, let's see here. Let me try to pull up. Uh, let me try to pull this up from the last word also. Okay, let's continue here. I want to go back to this article from the heal.com as well. Okay, Eric Toomer said very disrespectful uh, to them because of skin color and jealousy. Who are you referring to, Eric? Cecilia said women have the innate ability to multifocus. Okay, focus on the information, ladies. Connie said, replying to Cecilia. Um, Martel said, not only that, the Republicans call Michelle uh, a man named Michael. They're idiots. Yep, exactly. Republicans can only win when they cheat, purging voter rolls, reducing polling places, et cetera. That's why they're engaging in this. That's why. In 2016, I told um, on my radio shows, I told African-Americans, we're going to need a record number of us coming out to vote because I was looking, I, I was reporting on the voter suppression while it was taking place. In 2016, I was doing national radio five days a week, the Michael M. Hotel show on the Empowerment Radio Network. I was reporting on what was going on day by day. I was looking at it happening and I said, we're going to need a record number of people, uh, of African-Americans coming out to vote. 
Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, we'll get this clip up. Just give me a second here. All right. All right, African American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. Customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. We'll let you know how you can advertise uh, with the African History Network. Uh, a current promotion, we have four advertiser spots left. Get three months for the price of one. Okay, three months for the price of one. We'll get you up and running today. Email us today. We can have your ads running in our podcast uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, actually right away. Okay, because I'm uploading uh, podcasts after this show's over with. It's going to be a late night. All right. Uh, let me go back to the article from TheHill.com as well. And we'll post this link here on the thread of the broadcast. The article from The Hill, once again, Trump Mueller report was written as nastily as possible by Trump haters. This is what Trump tweeted Saturday morning, April 20th, 2019. Okay. After he said that the, after he said that the uh, Mueller report totally vindicated him. All right. So in a string of early morning tweets, Trump uh, lashed out at uh, Robert Mueller calling him highly conflicted and once again declaring uh, the special counsel's investigation the greatest witch hunt in U.S. political history. Okay, Trump found a whole lot of witches. Quote, despite the fact that the Mueller report should not have been authorized in the first place and was written as nastily as possible by 13 to 18 angry Democrats who were Trump haters, uh, including highly conflicted Bob Mueller himself, the end result is no collusion, no obstruction, Trump tweeted. Okay, what an idiot. Trump lashed out at Mueller early Friday, one day after declaring the report cleared him of collusion and obstruction, claiming some statements about him in the document are total BS. He actually spelled out the word uh, and deriding the 400 plus page document as the crazy Mueller report. But you said it exonerated you. You said it, it you totally vindicated. Really? See, what happened was over Saturday, over Friday night, because it came out Thursday. So over Friday, more of the truth started coming out, even though he hadn't read it yet, more of the truth started coming out. So he lost his mind Saturday morning. The comments came after Attorney General William Barr on Thursday released a redacted version of Mueller's report. The document did not conclude there was a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia, and it neither implicated nor exonerated the president on obstruction of justice charges. And once again, Mueller did not investigate uh, criminal conspiracy. What he investigated was, I'm sorry, he did not investigate collusion. What he investigated was criminal conspiracy, okay? And he 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 stated that um, for basically for criminal conspiracy, you had to find an agreement tacitly or explicitly between the Trump campaign and Russians. He said that they could not find an agreement. That doesn't mean that agreement did not exist. And he also detailed how the Trump campaign and administration, as well as Russians, were operating in mutually beneficial ways. He also detailed how the Trump campaign openly welcomed and received help from Russia as well. But they just couldn't find an agreement. So that does not mean an agreement did not exist, especially when they are openly operating in a way that benefits both of them. That does not mean an agreement does not exist. So uh, like if you see a bank robbery take place, 
You've never seen them report about a bank robbery on the news and say, uh, four men robbed uh, this bank today. And uh, they all left the bank, got into the same car, drove off in the same direction. But we don't know if they're actually working together because we can't find an agreement either tacitly or expressed. So we don't know if they're actually working together, even though they decided to rob the same bank at the same time on the same day. OK, four banks in a one in a one square mile radius of this area. But they decided to rob the same bank on the same day at the same time. They got into the same car, drove off in the same direction. We don't know if they're actually working together because we can't find an agreement either tacitly or explicitly or explicitly. OK, are we to believe they all called called Uber pool at the same time and all got the same driver? Or maybe they were working together. OK. All right. Let's see here. Let's uh, pull up the um, we'll give you the link here. This is an article from uh, NBC News, and uh, this is the actual Mueller report. And you can read it or you can uh, take it and get it printed. Uh, let's see here. This is the right one. I have so many tabs open. Just bear with me here. Uh, let's see here. I, I had it already up. Let's go back to it. There's another article from NBCNews.com. Uh, Mueller report found Trump directed White House lawyer to do crazy stuff. Uh, S-H-I-T, sugar, honey, iced tea. Okay, <laughs> that's NBCNews.com. Let's pull up the actual report. I want to go to page two. Okay, while that comes up, I want to let you know about our two new advertisers, theprofitroom.com. Now, are you interested in how Wall Street works? It is interesting how certain opportunities are not presented to our community, especially when it involves billions of dollars that are being exchanged every day through the stock market. Why should you be left out and not get a good piece of the action? Theprofitroom.com, P-R-O-F-I-T, theprofitroom.com is a stock market trading and education company that has mentorship programs that are designed for beginners. They teach individuals how to create generational wealth through trading and investing in the financial markets. Everything from educating you on, this, on stocks, options, futures, and forex, specializing in day trading, one-on-one -on -one mentorship, capital preservation, and risk management. For more information, visit their website, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building. Now, Mother's Day is coming up. You want to visit darkmagentas.com, M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S, darkmagentas.com. They specialize in creating home spa products based on nature's healing and soothing properties. Dark Magenta carries essential oil and cannabidiol-infused bath bombs, shower streams, shower steamers, sugar scrubs, and soaps. They include oils and herbs such as lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, sage, cedarwood, oatmeal, shea butter, cannabidiol, and more. They also carry oil diffusers and 100% pure essential oils. For that special person in your life, for that special woman in your life, visit darkmagentas.com, M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S, and indulge in these treats 
for the body and the mind or just for yourself, okay? African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. We take your 30 second to 60 second audio commercial, put into the audio podcast of our shows. We're on eight different podcast platforms. Now I've been doing the African History Network show for nine years. We've been doing it three years on 9, 10 a.m. Superstations, WFDF, but we're on eight different podcast platforms, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, FM Player, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, each episode is listened by thousands of people across the country. You take your 30-second, 60-second commercial. If you don't have one, we can record one for you, put it into the audio podcast. We can help you get new customers. And also, uh, we put into the podcast of the broadcast we do, uh, some of the broadcasts we do throughout the week as well. And we have other ways we can help you market your business. Email us, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, and uh, we can get you up and running today, okay? We only have a few um, advertising spots left because when we... Dealing, when we deal with commercial breaks during the podcast, we only have a certain number of spots. We have limited inventory. So once it's gone, it's gone. All right, let's continue. How's everybody doing? Okay, so we have a uh, goddess of mother of Orisha, super queen. Okay, we've got uh, Connie replying to Ramona. We had an elegant first lady in Michelle. Now we have first... <laughs> She said, first tramp, Melania. All right. <laughs> and it, it's seen, and, and it's, I haven't, where, where's Melania? I haven't seen Melania in the, in, the, in the news like in the last couple of weeks either. Okay. Now we know that uh, Ivanka was over in Ethiopia. Keep in mind, Ivanka has sweatshops over. She has, well, not sweatshops. She has uh, factories over in Ethiopia. Okay. She has factories over in Ethiopia. She moved factories from China to Ethiopia, because if I remember correctly, Ethiopia has less uh, labor laws or requirements, things like this in Ethiopia. But she has, uh, uh, Ivanka has uh, factories in Ethiopia, okay, that, that produce her um, clothing lines, whatever, whatever it is she's selling. Okay, let's see here, who else we have? Look at some of your comments. All right, let's pause this. I want to go to this clip here from uh, The Last Word, Lawrence O'Donnell, MSNBC. Okay, this is from uh, Friday, August 19th. Good Friday, okay? It was good for some people, it was bad for Trump. He hadn't totally figured it out yet, though, okay? This deals with uh, how Robert Mueller exposed the wicked witch of the West. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Wicked Witch of the West Wing, Wicked Witch of the West, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, how he exposed her lies. Okay, let's go to this clip. All right, this was funny. This was hilarious. I'm going to narrate it for you also. All right, let's turn up the volume. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Dance, 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 dance. All right, let's take this off. I do not use video of Sarah Sanders 
It's not news that Sarah Sanders is a pathological liar who works for a pathological liar. That is why, as a general rule, I do not use video of Sarah Sanders speaking at White House press briefings. I don't let this program become a delivery system for Trumpian propaganda, which is the only thing that Sarah Sanders traffics in whenever she speaks, wherever she speaks. Many Mueller report readers have been just delighted to find that when Sarah Sanders was in effect under oath speaking to Robert Mueller's investigators, she was forced to admit that she lied. But that's not exactly what happened. Remember, Sarah Sanders is not just a liar. She is a pathological liar. So when she was admitting to the Mueller investigators that she didn't tell the truth, can you all hear? Let me know. Let me know if you can hear. She actually lied to them. Mm -hmm. And they knew it. Mm -hmm. They knew that many of the Trump people they interviewed lied to them. In fact, the Mueller report specifies that, quote, several individuals lied to the office of the special counsel, which is a crime. And they decided that not all of those lies were worth prosecuting. The Mueller report says, quote, the office charged some of those lies as violations of the federal false statements statute. Sarah Sanders is one of the liars the Mueller team decided not to charge under the federal false statements statute. Page 72 of volume two of the Mueller report catches Sarah Sanders in the kinds of lies that she tells every day. Sarah Sanders spoke to the president about his decision to fire Comey and then spoke to reporters in a televised press conference. Sanders told reporters that the president, the Department of Justice and bipartisan members of Congress had lost confidence in Comey. And most importantly, the rank and file of the FBI had lost confidence in their director. Accordingly, the president accepted the recommendation of his attorney general to remove James Comey from his position. In response to questions from reporters, Sanders said that Rosenstein decided on his own to review Comey's performance and that Rosenstein decided on his own to come to the president on Monday, May 8th, to express his concerns about Comey. She was lying about all of that. Rosenstein did nothing on his own involving the firing of James Comey. He wrote a memo that the president ordered him to write. The report continues. When a reporter indicated that the vast majority of FBI agents supported Comey, Sanders said, look, we've heard from countless members of the FBI that say very different things. The Mueller team was composed of prosecutors and FBI agents. And so they were very curious about why Sarah Sanders lied in her press briefing about the rank and file of the FBI losing confidence in their director. According to the report, she told them that her statement that rank and file FBI agents had lost confidence in Comey was a comment she made in the heat of the moment that was not founded on anything. In the heat of the moment. She also told them that it was, quote, a slip of the tongue, a slip of the tongue in the heat of the moment. OK, let's see how hot that moment was when her tongue slipped. And Secretary DeVos is in Daytona Beach, Florida, to deliver the commencement address at Bethune-Cookman University. 
No, 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 that's not a mistake. That's what I meant to show you because that's what she was talking about right before she made her statement about the FBI losing confidence in James Comey. She was reading a prepared statement about Trump administration news before she took any questions from anyone. Okay, so let me pause right there. That clip that he's playing, that's from May 10th, okay, 2017. So Comey was fired the day before, May 9th. 2017. This portion right here is calm. It's not in the heat of the moment. And she's reading from prepared statements. Okay, let's go back to this clip. There was no heat in the moment. There was no slip of the tongue. She was reading. She was reading words that she and the team of liars in the White House press office wrote in the cool comfort of their offices. There's also another... Uh nugget of big news, as you guys may have been paying attention in regard to the termination of the former FBI Director Comey. The president over the last several months lost confidence in Director Comey. The DOJ lost confidence in Director Comey. Bipartisan members of Congress made it clear that they had lost confidence in Director Comey. And most importantly, the rank and file of the FBI had lost confidence in their director. She was reading. She was reading. It wasn't a slip of the tongue in the heat of the moment. That was a lie that she wrote and then very calmly and deliberately read to the news media and to the country. The rank and file of the FBI had lost confidence in their director. And then when she was forced under oath to admit that statement wasn't true, she actually lied about her lie. Mm-hmm. to people who knew she was lying about her lie. That, that is truly pathological lying. Okay, so in, in the Mueller report, when she was interviewed by the special counsel, most of the discussion, when she was interviewed by the special counsel, she lied about lying on, um, uh, on Comey. And then she got caught in the lie. So now she's on the uh, cable news trying to cover up the fact that she was lying. And she's trying to cover up the fact that she was caught lying. Okay. So this is why April Ryan, um, uh, White House reporter for the uh, White House correspondent for uh, American Urban Radio, April, and she's on CNN uh, as well, contributed on CNN. April Ryan, this is why she said, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to resign. She has no credibility. Okay. All right. Let's go to some more of your comments here. We've got Eric. He said, and I think she's a preacher's daughter. And guess she didn't read the scripture of commandment. Yeah. So her father's former uh, governor Huckabee, but that ain't, that don't mean much. Okay. (laughs) That don't mean anything. All right. Sarah has a slippery tongue. Don't all snakes, Connie said. Uh, goddess mother of Orisha, super queen, replying to Ramona Bowen said, kind of difficult to, kind of difficult uh, to without throwing up the flag image and is locking my eyeballs. Okay, not exactly what she's saying. Uh, okay, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. 
Connie said propaganda, professional liar, sent Sarah to jail. Um, now, last year, this is about June of, of 2018, the story came out that Sarah Huckabee Sanders was going to be uh, was going to leave the White House by uh, the end of the year. And she didn't. Now, she never confirmed the story. When I, if I remember correctly, she talked about it. She didn't confirm or deny the story. But it's, it's, it's been rumored that the reason why she stayed is because she can't find a decent job somewhere else. Now, think about it. Who the hell would want to hire her? Think about it. Who, who would actually want to hire Sarah Huckabee Sanders? And, bring, and, and she brings all that baggage with her to the new position. She has no credibility. So who would want to hire her? All right, let's continue. Uh, okay, let's go back to the article. No, you know what? I pulled up the actual report. I wanted to go to um, page two. Uh, okay, in page two of the actual Mueller report, we'll post a link here to the uh, actual Mueller report. This is the full 448 pages. You can read this. You can download it also. This is from NBCNews.com. You can download it. Uh, Washington Post, they have a, they're actually putting out a book. They're actually publishing the Mueller report in book form, and it includes annotations, comments from Washington Post reporters. That is, uh, they're taking pre-orders right now on Amazon, and that's coming out April 30th. All right, we just posted the link there for the full Mueller report. So if we look at page two, of the Mueller report, and I'll do some other broadcasts going deeper into this as well. But this is uh, this is the first one I've done on on this. Um, in page two, it says, in evaluating whether evidence about collective action of multiple of multiple individuals constituted a crime, we applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion. We apply now. This is Mueller laying this out. Page two. We applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion. In so doing, the office recognized that the word collude, collude was used in communications with the acting attorney general, confirming certain aspects of the investigation scope and that the term has frequently been invoked in public reporting about the investigation. But collusion is not a specific offense or theory of liability found in the United States Code, nor is it a term of art in federal criminal law. For these reasons, the officers focus in analyzing questions of joint criminal liability was on conspiracy as defined in federal law. So what Mueller is laying out on page two of part one of volume one is that they did not investigate collusion because collusion is not a crime that's detailed by that's described by federal law. So for, for Trump to declare no collusion is just totally ridiculous. That's not what they even investigated. In connection with that analysis, we addressed the factual question whether members of the Trump campaign, quote unquote, coordinated a term that appears in the appointment order with Russian election interference activities. Like collusion, quote unquote, coordination, 
does not have a settled definition in federal criminal law. We understood coordination to require an agreement, tacit or express, between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference. That requires more than the two parties taking actions that were informed by or responsive to others' actions or interests. Let me repeat that. That requires more than the two parties taking actions that were informed by or responsive to the other's actions or interests. We applied the term coordination in that sense when stating in the report that the investigation did not establish that the Trump campaign coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities, okay? So he's laying this out from the beginning, saying that collusion that is not described in federal law, that's not a legal term, we did not investigate collusion. Okay, so when Trump, when we look at the Hill.com Hill report, and uh, we see Trump in his tweet from April 20th, 2019, Saturday morning when he was going crazy and, put, and sending out these streams of tweets, 7.53 a.m., when uh, Trump said, uh, despite the fact that the Mueller report should not have been authorized in the first place and was written as nastily as possible by 13, 18 angry Democrats who were true Trump haters, including highly conflicted Bob Mueller himself, the end result is no collusion, no obstruction. That's a damn lie. They did not investigate collusion. And, and, and Mueller said that the, that their investigation did not exonerate him of obstruction of justice. And he also detailed that they he could not make a recommendation of obstruction of justice because of the OLC uh, policy of not inducting, not indicting a sitting president. Mueller was leaving that up to Congress based upon the Article II powers of Congress, dealing with being able to uh, be a check on the president through the impeachment process. So this is why it's important for people to actually read the Mueller report. Now, uh, let's see here. The report on our investigation cons consists of two volumes. Volume one describes the factual res results of the special counsel's investigation of Russia's interference in, in the 2016 presidential election and its interactions with the Trump campaign. Section two describes the scope of the investigation. I'm sorry, section one describes the scope of the investigation. Section two and three describe the principal ways Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election. Section four describes links between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Section five uh, sets forth the special counsel's charging decisions. Volume two, so it's two main parts, volume one, volume two, and there are appendices uh, with this as well, okay? Let's continue. Volume two addresses the president's actions towards the FBI's investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 presidential election and related matters and his, and his actions toward the special counsel's investigation. Volume two separately states its framework and the considerations that guided 
that investigation, okay? So check this out. We posted the link, posted again. This is the uh, link to the full 448-page uh, uh, Mueller report, and you can download it. You can uh, you can take it to a printer, get it printed. You can you can print it at home if you want to. It's 440. You're gonna tear up a printer cartridge with that. All right, but uh, you can print it at home if you want to. Okay, I want to go to this uh, last clip here because we're gonna get out of here. It's uh, we've been on what two hours, I think. It's complicated, and I'm glad we have help here to sort out the language being used. Connie said, thank you. Uh, Tarita said, exactly, and collusion don't. The report smells like smoke and mirrors and a cover-up to me. No, the report's not a cover-up. The, 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 the report exposes a cover-up. You have to read it. The report is not a cover-up. The mother report is not a cover-up. It exposes the cover-up. All right, let's go to this clip here from uh, Last Word, Lawrence O'Donnell, MSNBC. Mueller, Trump team, and Russians pursued relationship of mutual benefit. Trump team and Russians pursued relationship of mutual benefit. Let's go to this. This is from uh, Friday, April 19th, 2019. About the president's obstruction of justice, but there is more than... Most of the discussion of impeachment in the last 24 hours has concentrated on volume two of the Mueller report about the president's obstruction of justice. But there is more than enough in volume one of the Mueller report to produce articles of impeachment. This is in volume one of the Mueller report. Russia, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. As it turns out, Russia was listening, and according to the Mueller report, within approximately five hours of Trump's statement, GRU officers targeted, for the first time, Clinton's personal office. Mm -hmm. Then, as President Donald Trump has repeatedly lied to the world about the Russian attack on our election, President Putin really feels and he feels strongly that he did not meddle in our election they said they think it's russia uh, i have uh, president putin uh, he just said it's not russia i will say this i don't see any reason why it would be that man took an oath to defend the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic and he has not lived up to that oath because he's one for of one day of his presidency Joining us now is Jonathan Alter, a columnist for the Daily Beast. Jonathan has reported on every presidential race since 1980. Also, is Richard Stengel, former Undersecretary of State in the Obama administration. Both are MSNBC political analysts. And Rick, I want to start with you on volume one of the Mueller report, which has so much about the Russian contacts with the Trump campaign that we didn't know before. Uh, the obstruction of justice part is the, I think, is the part that most people are able to grasp most easily as possible fuel for impeachment, but there's a lot in volume one. Yes, and Mueller says there are basically three ways that Russia tried to infiltrate the Trump campaign. One through the messaging, uh, one through the GRU hacking the DNC and leaking those emails to uh, the Trump campaign, and one through all the contacts, including the Trump Tower meeting and the meetings about uh, 
uh, Moscow. I have to say, having gone through the indictments that Trump, that, that Mueller did already of the 13 Russians of the IRA and the GRU, there's a lot there that actually wasn't in the final report. In fact, uh, I was quite surprised that there didn't turn out to be more connections. And in fact, the reason they didn't really collude in the sense that we thought they were was basically because of incompetence on both sides. I mean, the Russians were the C team, the Trump people are the D team, and they couldn't really figure it out together. And the messaging part, which was fascinating, is the Russians never came clean. Remember, they pretended to be Americans. They talked to Trump campaign officials about producing rallies and messaging. They were retweeted by people like Kellyanne Conway and Don Trump Jr., but they never came out from behind the masks. They never revealed that they were Russians. And for the most part, the Trump people didn't seem to realize they were. And Jonathan, they seem to have done quite enough uh, using uh, Paul Manafort's detailed polling information of where they needed help in which electoral college states in the Midwest. Well, Paul Manafort was colluding with yes. the Russians. <laughs> and no, full stop. Uh, that if you're giving them polling information and information about where to target mm -hmm. their efforts, it's important to understand that Mueller never said they didn't collude. Mm -hmm. He actually has a paragraph about collusion saying mm -hmm. this isn't this term is not relevant to our inquiry. We're interested in whether there was a criminal conspiracy. Collusion is not a legal term. Mm -hmm. Volume one is full of collusion. It's all collusion. When Trump says there was no collusion, that is flatly mm -hmm untrue. Mueller found there was not a criminal conspiracy, which is a different thing. But I actually disagree with you a little, Rick, on the coordination. Um, I, I thought there was a lot of sort of tacit, uh, effective, fairly competent. It, it took them five hours after the uh, Trump clip that you showed. And on October 7th, the Access Hollywood mm -hmm. uh, yep. business, it took them one hour before they got right. uh, the uh, stolen the emails. The WikiLeaks was working yeah. with the Russians. WikiLeaks and the Russians are basically the same thing. Yeah. That's what we're learning. We hope, I, I think there's some hope that with Assange now uh, being uh, you know, brought to justice, maybe we can learn more about the WikiLeaks Russian connections. Let's listen to what Elizabeth Warren had to say tonight about her decision to support impeachment today after reading the Mueller report yesterday. This is about a point of principle. Uh, the report is absolutely clear that a foreign government attacked our electoral system to help Donald Trump. He welcomed that help. And then when it was investigated by our own federal authorities, Donald Trump took multiple steps to try to obstruct justice. And I, this is one of those moments when I get it, that there are people who think politically, no, it's gonna to be too hard to do this. This isn't about politics. This isn't even specifically about Donald Trump himself. It is about what a president of the United States should be able to do and what the role of Congress is in saying, no, a president does not get to come in and stop an investigation about a foreign power that attacked this country or an investigation about his own wrongdoing. Equal justice under law. No one is above the law, and that includes the president of the United States. It is the constitutional responsibility of Congress to follow through on that. In your careers as journalists, you've both covered a lot of presidential campaigns. We've never seen one 
where one of the campaign issues is, should my opponent, the president of the United States, be impeached? <laughs> it's, I mean, full stop, it's the greatest scandal in American history. There was an, whether Trump and Russia colluded or not, Russia attacked the American system. The president of the United States' principal job is to defend America against foreign attacks. Not only did he not defend us, not only did he not criticize us, he is leaving the country open to continued attacks by Russia, which are happening right now, even while we speak. He, in effect, joined the other side on this attack. You know, said there's no smoking gun. There's a smoking artillery range. I mean, everything in this report uh, indicates uh, an impeachable offense. And, and I think that she's right, not only uh, on a matter of principle, I think she's right politically as well. And that the conventional wisdom that somehow there's going to be this backlash against Democrats if they uh, connect the dots in the Senate trial, uh, I just think is wrong. I, you, you know, these uh, reports are hard for the American people to absorb. They're busy. Uh, they need to see the movie, not just read the book. And, and somebody has to put on a show, which is what a trial is, uh, even if the Republicans vote against it. I think it'll be hard for the Republicans to defend having defended Donald Trump in a Senate trial. And at the same time, Rick, uh, the Attorney General is doing everything he can he can do to delay the way Jerry Nadler and the committee would like to proceed. And, and what he knows he's doing is he's delaying the possibility of impeachment. Well, and I would say the same thing in a sense about the Attorney General, as I was saying about the President. The Attorney General's job is to be the Attorney General for all of the people. He is being the defense lawyer for Donald Trump. And in fact, what he said just before in his preview was not just subjectively wrong, it was objectively false and untrue. So I think he's betraying the American people just in the same way. Rick Stengel, Jonathan Alter, thank you both for joining us tonight. All right, stand by, guys. Leading off our discussion tonight with experts on both aspects of this story, the legal and the political. Ari Melber has crossover jurisdiction in both of those territories, the legal and the political. He's MSNBC's chief legal correspondent and host of The Beat, weeknights right. at 6 p.m. here on MSNBC. That. John Heilman will consider the politics of the Mueller report as it lands. Sorry about that. The uh, My battery on my video camera, because I'm recording this with the uh, video camera. We're broadcasting on Facebook Live through, through uh, Zoom, but I also have my video camera recording this as well, so it'll be in high definition when I put this on YouTube and the battery on the um, video camera died, so I had to plug it up. Okay, so we should be good. Let's adjust this. All right, we should be good on the video camera. Okay. Um, All right, so that was from um, MSNBC. That was from The Last Word. We'll post that link here uh, also. That was, uh, that's from Friday as well, okay? MSNBC.com. Who we have here, Connie, okay. All right, I was looking up So I'll, I'll do some more dealing with the uh, report, I, I, and I'm going to I'm going to deal with also how African American voters were targeted as well. Uh, let's see. I was looking at I was looking for an article here. 
time.com. Uh, this deals with the Mueller report. Is this okay? Yeah, April 18th, uh, 2019. What is this ad here? Close this out. Oh, hell. Ad popped up. Okay. Okay, the Mueller report is embarrassing for Trump, but it doesn't call into question his 2016 win. All right. Uh, well, yes, it does. But anyway, they talked about uh, African American voters in here. And I know uh, Michael Harriet had an article dealing with the. Uh, uh, from from the root.com had an article also dealing with this. Okay, still, uh, let's see. Is it possible to chalk up the elections of time versus your post or positive that the criminal's efforts were completely like success? Let me go to the one from, um, i give you the name from the one from the root. Uh, Mueller report reveals how black activists, white tears, and racism helped Trump become president. Okay, this is from the root.com. And uh, we've talked about this in the past. I've, I've dealt with articles, provided evidence dealing with this. Uh, they talk about how, let's see, from volume one of the Mueller report, initially the IRA, uh, the uh, Internet Research Agency, which is a Russian troll farm, created social media accounts that pretended to be the personal accounts of U.S. persons. By early 2015, the international, the Internet Research Agency began to create uh, larger social media groups, larger social media groups or public social media pages that claimed falsely to be affiliated with U.S. political and grassroots organizations. In certain cases, the IRA <clears throat> created accounts that mimicked real U.S. organizations. More commonly, the IRA created accounts in the names of fictitious organizations and grassroots groups, grassroots groups and used these accounts to pose as anti-immigration groups, pose as anti-immigration groups, Tea Party activists, Black Lives Matter protesters, and other U.S. social and political activists, okay? This is directly from the Mueller report. This is in volume one. So uh, the article goes on to say, on Facebook, the IRA, Internet Research Agency, created groups like Black Matters, Blacktivists, and Don't Shoot Us, to either drum up support for Trump or to denigrate the Hillary Clinton campaign thereby attempting to suppress the enthusiasm for the Clinton campaign. Mueller's report notes that, quote, IRA purchased advertisements featuring Clinton, uh, I, IRA purchased advertisements featuring Clinton were, with very few exceptions, negative, end quote. This is in the Mueller report. They're talking about how Russia infiltrated the 2016 election. And one of the things they did was targeted African-Americans on social media to depress their enthusiasm 
to, to suppress their vote, to spread lies about Hillary Clinton to benefit Donald Trump. The special counsel's office alleges that in at least one case, the IRA Internet Research Agency targeted the family of a black activist whose name was red acted and, quote, a number of black social justice activists while posing as a grassroots group called Black Matters Us, U.S., U.S., capital U, capital S, Black Matters Us. On April 6, 2016, the Internet Research Agency bought Facebook ads for the Black Matters account, calling for followers to, quote, take a photo with hashtag Hillary Clinton for prison 2016 or no Hillary 2016. Black Matters Us evolved into a full news site, a full news site covering African-American news and information with subtle anti-Hillary undertones. It appeared to have a full-time staff of black writers with experiences in journalism and media, but it turns out all of the writers, including black sounding Talisa Hyde, H-I-D-E, okay? Now, first of all, that's a made up name, that last name, H-I-D-E. Now, H-Y-D-E, that'll be a real person's last name. H-I-D is not last name. T-Y-L-I-S-S-A, Tylisa. But it turns out all of the writers, including Black-sounding <clears throat> Tylisa Hyde and Yan, Y-A-N, Big, Big Davis, B-I-G, Big Davis, may have been fictional creations of Russian hackers, according to the House Intelligence Committee's metadata from Black Matters, U.S., Black Matters Us. According to thinkprogress.org, only one of the writers had any identifiable information, which also turned out to be false. So, so the Mueller report is detailing how the Russians did this and how Russians targeted African-Americans created fake profiles on social media like Facebook, created fake fan pages, created fake news sources and put out fake put out fake news, real fake news that was negative to Hillary Clinton and beneficial to Trump. I wonder why. Why did they go through so much trouble? Were they bored? This is what I was explaining to people in 2016 while it was happening, because I monitor about 35 different news sources on a daily basis. OK, I monitor about 35 different news sources on a daily basis. I'm on social media all day long. I watch MSNBC all day. I do research. I'm reading articles from New York Times, Washington Post, Think Progress, NBC News. And I'm, uh, I'm studying MSNBC. I'm looking at um AtlantaBlackStar.com, the Grio, uh, the Hill.com. You see a lot of articles I post. In 2016, I'm seeing uh, news websites and articles from news sources just popping up. I've never even heard of before. Just, just start popping up. And then when I go and research the stories, that they're reporting on, I can't find any of the credible news sources covering those, those stories. A lot of this stuff is just totally made up. There was one fake news site called abcnews.com. So you see abcnews.com, you think that's ABC News, right? J 
George Stephanopoulos, George Stephanopoulos, Robin Roberts, Good Morning America. But no, the official website for ABC News is abcnews.go.com, G-O. abcnews.go.com. So I see abcnews.com. I automatically know that's a false site. So I go click on the article. And one of the things I do, because I know how to tell the false websites from the real ones. One of the things I do is I go look at some of the other articles that are on the website. Then I go research those articles. I go look at their sources. What, what sources are they citing? I go research the source articles all the way back to the origins. With the fake abcnews.abcnews.com uh, website, basically all the articles on the website were written by the same person. So I see something like that, I know it's a fake website. If you claim to be ABC News, because I'm on abcnews.go.com almost every day. I know what the site looks like. Another thing I do is I go and look at the About Us section of the, of the news website. And a lot of those fake websites, a lot of them said that the news was satirical. It was satire, like the onion. But I go, I go look at the article and I research their sources, their source articles. And oftentimes I look and see, does the source article correspond, does the article that, they're, that they wrote does it correspond with the source article? These are how you can see the discrepancies and you can separate a lot of, the, a lot of the, these pop-up websites. You can separate a lot of the fake ones from the real ones. Uh, Patricia said that's because they, uh, they were all fake news to throw people off. Absolutely, but not just throw people off, to to influence the way people think. Your thoughts create feelings, your feelings create actions and behaviors, your actions and behaviors create results. So to actually influence people's behaviors, okay? Not to just throw them off, but to actually influence people's behaviors. All right, hey, if you like this type of information, you can also donate to the African History Network, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, or visit our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, africanhistorynetwork.com. Click on the yellow donate button um, on the homepage of our website. This helps us to uh, keep doing the research, stay on the air, get all this stuff printed up, pay for paper, pay for ink, okay? Uh, finance the African History Network show, a Sunday night show, uh, pay the bills, et cetera, okay? So that helps out a lot. You can set up for a recurring donation if you like. You don't have to have a PayPal account. If you don't have a PayPal account, go to our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, click on the yellow donate button. If you do have a PayPal account, you can also just send it through PayPal to theahnshow at gmail.com, theahnshow at gmail.com, and you can use the friends and family option also. Uh, that helps out as well. You can set up for a recurrent donation. So if you want to donate $10, $25, $50, $100, you can do it one time, or you can set up for a recurrent donation. That really helps out a lot. And uh, our DVD lectures are available at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com as well. And we have our... Um, Eight DVD bundle pack, the Africans that were here before Columbus, the Africans that were here before Columbus, okay? That's an eight DVD uh, bundle pack, and it includes a double lecture idea with Dr. David M. Hotep, who wrote the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. He wrote this book, this deals, deals with the African presence in this country going back at least 51,700 years ago. It includes a double lecture idea with uh, Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, Booker T. Coleman. We did a, a four DVD, seven hour lecture dealing with 
the African Connection, Africa, Mexico, and the Mississippi Valley. And I dealt with the, the media's deliberate destruction of the African-American family, but also dealt with some new archeological discoveries as well. Uh, this is part of the bundle pack also. Uh, and it also includes a lecture from uh, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, they came before Columbus. So that's at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, the Africans that were here before Columbus, eight DVD bundle pack. You can order that. We had those shipping out this week. All right. And um, African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast and email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network, our current promotion, get three months for the price of one. We have uh, four spots for advertisers left because two of them uh past couple of days two of them signed up with us the profit room.com and darkmagentas.com so now we have four all right as we have limited inventory for ad spots so that's how it goes okay so email us customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com we'll get you signed up today we'll get you uh up and running today and if your commercial's not ready that's fine reserve the ad space send us the commercial later okay uh, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. I want to get through the rest of this um, article from New York Times. The Mueller report is 448 pages long. You need to know these seven things. Number four, no obstruction, not so fast. No obstruction, not so fast. Donald Trump was quick to declare the report a total vindication. I'm vindicated. I'm vindicated on Resurrection Friday. I'm totally vindicated. Resurrection weekend. No, 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 no. Hold on, slow down. But federal authorities went out of their way to not exonerate Trump. They wrote that his conduct in office, quote, presents difficult issues that prevent us from conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred. And they basically said, Mueller basically said, if we could exonerate him, we would. They said they can't exonerate him. Quote, his conduct in office, quote, pre presents difficult issues that prevent us from conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred. Volume two, page eight of the Mueller report. If the evidence cleared the president, Mr. Mueller would have said so. It didn't. Okay, number five, evading an FBI interview, interview proved a successful strategy. Evading an FBI interview interview proved a successful strategy. So Trump repeatedly said he was eager to sit for an interview with Robert Mueller's team, despite his lawyer's insistence that doing so would be a terrible idea. Because they know he would lie. They know he would perjure himself. The report makes clear why his lawyers were so worried about it. Mr. Mueller uh, Mr. Mueller had huge, had a huge uh, uh, cachet of unanswered questions, misleading and conflicting statements, and unexplained actions with which to confront Trump. Sitting for an interview, the report makes clear, would have exposed Trump to far more problems. He would have perjured himself. So Robert Mueller said he chose not to subpoena Trump because a court fight would delay the investigation, okay? If he subpoenaed Trump, Trump would be stubborn and to go to court, he'd have to either top the investigation. This is Mueller's reasoning. This is one of the reasons why Mueller has to go before Congress so the American people can hear him answer these questions. 
and he could be asked questions by Congress. But that decision meant that the authorities were never able to ask the central question in the obstruction case, what was Trump thinking when he tried repeatedly to undermine, undermine the federal investigation? Because we already know what he told uh, May 11th, 2017, when he was interviewed by Lester Holt on NBC News. We already know what he told Lester Holt. He said he was thinking about the Russia investigation. He said, you know, this Russia thing is a hoax made up by the Democrats. This is what he said when, when he was determining when, whether or not and when to fire Comey. He's talking about, he's thinking about the Russia investigation. Volume two, page 13 of the Mueller report. Robert Mueller believed he had the authority to subpoena the president, okay? Number six, no conclusive evidence of conspiracy, but lots of reason to investigate. So Robert Mueller makes explicit that Trump has repeatedly cast doubt on Russia's secret, secretly, sorry, Mueller makes explicit that Trump has repeatedly cast doubt on Russia secretly manipulated the 2016 presidential election. So the investigation ultimately found no evidence that anyone from Trump's campaign participated in that effort. But the report reveals in stark detail the many suspicions the, the many suspicious interactions that had the FBI so worried. Now, what was Paul Manafort doing handing over polling data to Constantine uh, uh, Kalimnik? What was he what was he doing there? And why are they discussing key battleground states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania? Many of those have, have been reported, but the report amounts to a uh, compendium that helps explain the origins of the FBI investigation known as Crossfire Hurricane, okay? For instance, it has long been known that George Papadopoulos, a young campaign aide, was told that the Russian government had dirt on Hillary Clinton in the form of thousands of emails. But the report goes much further, revealing that George Papadopoulos suggested an explicit offer by the Russian government to work with the Trump campaign to sabotage Hillary Clinton. Volume one of the Mueller report, page 89. Mr. Papadopoulos indicated that Russia wanted to coordinate with the Trump campaign. And lastly, number seven, imagine reading this report cold. Prosecutors describe a president who was preoccupied with ending a federal investigation a White House that repeatedly told misleading and changing stories, and a presidential campaign that was in repeated contact with Russian officials for reasons that are not always clear. There were 140 contacts between the Trump campaign and the Trump transition team and Russians, 140 contacts. There were 30 additional ones that were uh, laid out in the uh, Mueller report. They were talked about in the Mueller report. Even though prosecutors concluded that did not amount to provably criminal conduct, the report is astounding in its sweep. <clears throat> Yet it is also a reminder of how much the public has learned over the past two years about Trump's conduct. If the American public 
or members of Congress were learning these things for the first time, the political fallout, fallout would normally be devastating. The consequences of the report remain to, be un, to, remain to be seen. But if people are not surprised or shocked by the revelations, then Trump may have benefited by the steady drip, drip, drip of news stories he has so loudly criticized. So instead of all this being revealed at one time, there was a steady drip, 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 drip. And here's the thing. There's going to be a lot of fallout this week. People are coming off the of Easter break. They, 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 they went to church. They ate Easter eggs. They ate jelly beans and chocolate bunnies and all this stuff. This week, a lot of people are going to dig into this deeper. And they're going to find out that the sound bites from Fox News, the sound bites from uh, Attorney General William Barr on Thursday, April 18th, were lies. So this week, there's going to be more fallout. The following week, when more people come back from Easter vacation, because even though some people will be back to work this week, you'll still have people on Easter vacation. The following week, there's even going to be more fallout. The, okay, so uh, check out volume two, page 157 of the Mueller report. The special counsel suggests a pattern of behavior by Trump to harm the investigation, okay? So this uh, was from the New York Times by Matt Apuzo and Adam Gold Adam Goldman. This is from uh, April 19, 2019. The Mueller report is 448 pages long. You need to know these seven things. We'll post this link here also. Um, 